All right, hey guys, this is Shane Winnings. Welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus podcast. This is episode 39, and we're going to be talking about living unoffended. I think this is part three. We've already done two of these, but this is one of the most popular topics that I cover. And I just want to spend a little more time, maybe a little more uh, scenarios on how to do this, how to walk this out, because a lot of people that I meet, um, you know, if you talk to them long enough, you can see or hear different levels of offense that people are carrying. And as Christians, we are called to live lives, live lives without offense. Um, I mean, this is a basic thing for Christians, you know, forgiveness. You can't be in a state of forgiveness if you're offended. You can't be in a state of peace in your heart or in your mind towards another person if you're offended. And if you're offended, it means that you're looking out for yourself. And I'm going to dive into that a little bit. So I think this will be a good episode. I hope that it helps people get free from offense. If you haven't heard the other ones I did, um, go back on the podcast to the earlier episodes. I did a part one and a part two. I think this is part three. So it's going to be a good one today, I think. Um, I want to invite you to partner with us as a ministry. Everything we do is fully supported by donors, and we're asking people to consider a cup of coffee a month. You know, $2, $5, $10, $50, whatever is on your heart. If you feel led, there's a few ways to give in the description. So click on that. You can do it through that. That's all I have to say. Um, thank you so much. The reason that we're able to do this full time is because we are supported by a team of donors. I couldn't do it without you guys. My wife and I could not do what we're doing and be here and support a family without you guys and, and be able to do this stuff full time. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I pray that this content blesses you and leads you closer to the Lord. So with that being said, let's talk about offense. What offense does is it immediately reveals that you are thinking about yourself. I mean, think about it. If you're offended, you are hurt or you are upset because of what someone else did and how it affected you. Now, I'm not saying that you need to become like a doormat or something like that where you just let people walk all over you. But there is a heart position and a position in your mind where you understand that hurt people hurt people. You know, if you've ever heard that, it's true. People who are hurting will, will ugh. people who are hurting will hurt other people. They're just acting out of a response to what they're facing. But I love what Dan Muller says. He says, never let sin against you produce sin within you. And if we want a good example of this, we have to look no further than Jesus Christ himself. Again, an extreme example, but the best one there is. Look at him on the cross. They're making fun of him. They're mocking him. He's dying. He's just been brutally beat. The Bible says beyond description. That means if you looked on the cross, you would not know that it was Jesus. If you knew what he looked like and you saw him on the cross, you wouldn't be able to tell it was him. He was beaten beyond recognition. You could not recognize him. So he's already in this place of being tormented and beaten 
more and worse than anyone in history has or ever will be. And they're still mocking him. And they're making fun of him. And he shows zero signs of offense, zero signs of looking out for self. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It is so important that we look at these words of Jesus. It's not just, yeah, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. No, let's dive into that. What does it mean? Forgive them. And here's the reason to forgive them. They're deceived. They don't know what they're doing. Why is that grounds for forgiveness? Look at the Bible. It says if someone isn't loving, it means they don't know God. Now, do you think that that breaks Jesus' heart? That people don't know the Father? Do you think he was upset because he didn't get the respect that he deserved while he was on the earth? Or do you think he was upset that people didn't recognize who he was and who he came on behalf of? Remember, he was the expressed image, the visible image of an invisible God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's what he said. Jesus is revealing the Father to the world. And he has come to save all of humanity from sin and from death. And he's rejected. Do you think he cares about his cred? Do you think he cares about his reputation? Well, we know he doesn't. Philippians 2 says he considered himself, he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. Do you think he considered anything about himself? No. Philippians 2 again, it says he emptied himself. He was thinking about others. He came on a mission. And when people rejected him, they were rejecting God. And Jesus knows, and we now know because of the word, we know the consequence of living a life of rejecting God and dying as an unbeliever, as someone who is not born again. That consequence is Romans 6.23, inheriting the wages of our sin, which is death. Rejecting the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This breaks Jesus' heart. Where does he have room to be offended when the people that he and the Father and the Holy Spirit created in the beginning? Remember, it said, let us make man in our image. John 17 talks about Jesus being with the Father before the world was, in the beginning. He's always been there. He saw all of humanity play out, and he comes to redeem man from the curse of sin and death, and they reject him And he's not thinking about himself. How could you reject me? You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm doing for you, what I've done for you. If you really knew who I was, then you wouldn't be saying what you're saying right now. And I'll show you. I'll put you in your place. I'll make sure you know. That's not not his language. That is the language of flesh, of self, of pride, of bitterness, of offense. He's saying forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There's a section in the, in the Bible where he's weeping over the city. He's lamenting. Man, he just wishes that they would know and that they would turn from their wicked ways and their unbelief. His heart is breaking over this. 
Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. His heart breaks for people, not because of people. And so for us, we have to look at that and say, man, that's the life that I was called to live too. If anyone is in Christ, he ought to walk as he walked. We have the mind of Christ. Be holy as I am holy. These are things that we've been called to. When's the last time our heart broke because of someone? When it should have been breaking for them. Think about it. If someone's lashing out at you, if someone's mocking you, if someone's making fun of you, if someone's trying to cancel you, if someone's trying to spew things at you and hurt you and taint your image, why do we not go, oh my gosh, look at how they're acting. They're they're trying to cancel me online. They're slamming me. They're just lashing out. I wonder what's going on inside of their heart. Because I don't know anyone who is healthy in their heart and in their spirit and in their walk with God who acts like this. And that breaks my heart because I'm sure that life is not easy for them. I'm sure that they're really struggling. They're having a hard time. If a view or if a comment or if a whatever can set them off like this, what kind of life are they living? God, would you reveal yourself to them? Listen, let's take um, let's take pro-life, for example. This is a great one. I made pro-life videos, tearing down the lie of abortion and all these things, and I had some of the nastiest DMs and comments on my videos. I mean, I did, a, I did some abortion videos that literally got, I think, 5 million views on YouTube or something like that, or... I know they got millions and that's just on YouTube TikTok, Instagram they all blew up but with millions of views come lots of eyes and they're not all pro-life and I got a bunch of comments people are manifesting they're losing their minds over my opinion someone is being so set off by my opinion that they're stitching my videos and, and, and tearing me down in their own videos and they're sharing my video and, and they're uploading their own and just cursing me and canceling me and making fun of me because of my opinion. Like, think about this, guys. How solid is that person in their identity? How solid is that person in their heart? Like, how much peace do they have if a comment or if a video can absolutely set them off. And it isn't a righteous anger. We're talking about protecting the lives of the unborn. It's not like when we have these, you know, drag queens and trans people trying to teach young kids about sexuality and parents are up in arms. Or when people are trying to mandate certain you know, jabs, and parents are up in arms because we don't want you touching our kids. Like, that is a righteous anger. Don't pervert their innocence. Don't don't put something in their body that they don't need that could affect them long term. Like, these are things to get upset about. But when we're talking about a life and someone gets so upset that they just freak out Who is the person with the problem? Is it me who's getting quote-unquote canceled? Or is it that person? I would say that it's that person. 
Look at what's happening. A video, a comment is setting them off. They're obviously unstable and something is going on and it's not healthy. I am not the person with the problem if someone gets totally just enraged and makes a video about me or threatens to kill me or something like that. That I don't I'm not the one with the problem. I have peace in Christ Jesus. I'm standing on truth. I'll never be ashamed. That person is losing their mind because I said something they don't agree with. So when these hate videos come in, do I get upset and feel bad for myself and justify myself and no. I say, Lord, please show yourself to these people. They're so deceived. They really do believe that it's okay to murder innocent kids and look at how they're acting right now. And God, I just pray, show them your peace, Lord. There's no way that they know your peace with the way they're acting. They show no fruit of the Spirit. God, I pray that they would know a life of peace and joy. I don't see any peace. I don't see any joy in these people. Please reveal yourself to them, God. I'm not the one with the problem. Now, that's not even said from like a holier-than-thou high and mighty place. That's a, that's a place of intercession where it's like, I know the peace of God. I know the joy of the Lord. I've walked in it even when someone tried to kill me when I was a police officer. Even when crazy stuff has gone down with my wife and her health. Even when things were tight when we first got married, we didn't know how we were going to pay our next bill. I have seen and walked in the peace and the joy of the Lord. And I am praying that these people would encounter him and know that peace and that joy as well. Because the life that they're living right now and what they're showing me, it says that you have never really experienced that. That is how you get free from offense. You stop considering yourself. You begin to consider others. Even Philippians, again, Philippians is like the book, guys. It's like, don't consider yourself more highly than you ought to. Let us consider others more highly than ourselves. Let's esteem others more highly than ourselves. Let us not think about ourselves only, but also for the needs of others. Like this book is calling us to this place of laying down self. So can we do that together? Are you willing to stop considering yourself and your reputation and your influence and your whatever? Who cares about any of that? I don't care about any of that. If it's pointing back to me, it's wrong. Everything I do should point to Jesus, and that includes the way I respond in the face of criticism and hate and cancellation and everything else. I can be a living testimony simply by the way I respond to people that hate me and cancel me and all these other things. I can. I have two choices. I can respond with love and with a broken heart for them, or I can respond like the rest of the world that doesn't even know God. But I'm supposed to be this Christian. Oftentimes on social media, I see a lot of big-name Christians that are responding by giving people a piece of their mind, canceling them back, making jokes at their expense. They look just like the rest of the world, but they're the Christian. That is not how we show the love of God. You can stand in truth 
without bending, without being a jerk. You can stand in truth without bending, without taking a dig at someone. Now, I will tear down strongholds, which are wrong ways of thinking. I will tear down demonic ideals all day. And some of those I just laugh at because they're so dumb. But you will not catch me tearing down a person. Jesus didn't die for ideas. He died for people. Remember this as we close today. People are not your enemy. People are oppressed by your enemy. We all have a common, common enemy. It's the, it's the devil. And he has an army in there full time at work, day and night. Accusers, day and night. Tempting, day and night. Looking to devour, day and night. Why don't we begin to have a heart for those who don't know God and recognize that the enemy is after them too? People are not your enemy. People are oppressed by your enemy. This is why we don't war against flesh and blood, but ideas. The enemy is constantly presenting different ideas, ways of thinking. and He wants to set up his dominion in areas over people groups, over organizations. Let us be people. Let us be Christians that walk in truth, but that walk in absolute love. And remember 1 Corinthians 13, Love does not seek its own. If you're offended, you're seeking your own. So let's lay that down today. Amen? Hey, listen, if this encouraged you, if it inspired you, will you share it? Hit that copy link button or message this through whatever app you're on. Message it to some friends, some family. Help them to understand how to live a life free of offense. Copy this link or take a screenshot of it, post it to your Instagram story or on Facebook and tag me so I can repost it. Let's get as many people as possible listening to this. What if a million people heard this message and they began to live unoffended? And then they shared it with one other person. We could literally see a change in the nation if we would just begin to live unoffended and stop seeking our own. Amen? Hey, listen, if you want to Follow me for more content. I'm on Instagram at shane.winnings. I have a live church that I do every Monday night on Instagram, again, at shane.winnings. And that is going to be at 7.30 p.m. Central Time here in the U.S. You can find me on YouTube. Just search for my name. And as always, we are going to pray for the sick. But before we do that, I want to tell you again, um, as I do in every episode, about an amazing Christian college. You might have been thinking about finishing your education or starting one. What if you could do it at your own pace at an accredited university that still preaches the Bible? They're not twisting it to fit the theme of the day. They preach the Word of God. I'm talking about Faith International University. You can find out more info at faithiu.edu. I'm attending there in October, getting my master's degree. They have bachelor's, master's, Ph.D., It is an incredible school. It's affordable. You can go at your own pace. Really something you should look into. My friend, my good friend, my brother is the, um, my brother in Christ. He is the VP of the school and the dean of students. So if you go to faithiu.edu and click request more information, he will be the one responding to you and just tell him that you got there by listening to my podcast. Okay, let's pray for healing. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every person that's watching and listening to this. God, I pray right now 
that every sickness, every bit of pain, every limitation would go in the name of Jesus. I pray that um, ears would be opened, that any loss of hearing would be totally restored right now. Crystal clear, perfect hearing in Jesus' name. Every issue in the brain be healed now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow.